have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey, you've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. What are men really thinking? Do you want to know the truth behind sex, relationships, and cheating from a male perspective? If you want some insight into how men think about their sexuality, you're going to enjoy today's podcast with my guests, Jamal Edwards and Rick Polyrick Breuder, co-hosts of the Everything Sexy podcast right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Jamal and Polly Rick are going to talk about some of their personal experiences about polyamory and living a consensually non-monogamous lifestyle. We're going to talk about the challenges that men experience within the female-driven swinger lifestyle and offer some advice for men who want to start exploring and communicating more about their sexuality. But before we kick off our chat today with Jamal and Polly Rick, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you'll get access to a massive international network and dating platform of over 3 million members worldwide. So we have a very sexy show for you today here on Seek, Discover, Create. Joining me, Lexi Silver, my special guests, Jamal Edwards and Polly Rick Reuter, co-hosts of the Everything Sexy podcast here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. So you've got to give that a listen. Absolutely. So Jamal, I'm going to give you a little, uh, little intro here. He's a top corporate attorney an ordained Baptist minister, entrepreneur, and he's spoken and written very frequently on sexuality, spirituality, and healthcare. He's been featured in top publications like the New York Times, Chicago Tribune, New York Post, and Crane Chicago Business, who named him its coveted top 40 under 40 list in 2011. Fun fact, he's also been named one of Chicago's best-dressed men in 2017. Check him out. Jamal identifies as sexually fluid and he's had several swinger and poly relationships, which is one of the reasons we're going to have a really good time talking to him about this on the show. He's also a nudist, an exhibitionist, an ethical pervert, and a self-proclaimed leather daddy, and a dominant switch who enjoys bondage and impact play. So we might get into that a little bit later. Rick, or Polly Rick, as we'll come to know him throughout this entire show, is an entrepreneur, an open life coach, and a kinky sex educator who once lived as a monogamous family man, if you can believe that. He's made several on-screen and radio appearances on internationally syndicated programs and documentaries like NPR, Wife Swap, and America's Toughest Jobs. While many of Polly Rick's seminars, workshops, and live demos help people navigate the lifestyle, his Swink Life educational series, which we'll talk about later, caters to the taboos of power exchange and sexy rough body play with a strong focus on safety, fulfillment, and enthusiastic and informed consent, which we love. We love to hear about that here. So together, these awesome men host the Everything Sexy Show, which is really focused on male sexuality. And they, they talk a lot about their, their personal experiences, their knowledge about all of those amazing topics we had, uh, we just mentioned. And that is one of the reasons I am so happy to have you guys on the show today. Thanks for coming. Wow. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I don't know about you, Jamal. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. Um, Lexi, you're so sexy and you're so smart. Like this is, <laughs> this is just going to be an amazing episode. I can already tell. You can feel it, eh? I'm feeling it. <laughs> 
so we tried to do this before. I'm very happy to finally have this uh, little audio threesome with you both. And to that end, I want to hear a little bit about, or a lot of it, about your show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. What is everything sexy all about? Jamal, you want to take this one? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, having been in the lifestyle for a long time, both of us noticed that there was a lack of male content, really, you know, lack of male speakers and a lack of male content. Um, you know, the male perspective just is kind of silent. As you mentioned, it's a very female driven lifestyle for very good reasons. I'm not trying to suggest there aren't good reasons for that. But at the same time, you know, men, we do play in this. So we thought it'd be helpful to, to add to the, the, the universe of content by having a male perspective on a regular basis, talking about everything and um, everything sexy from a, from a man's point of view without any restrictions at the same time. A lot of men are uncomfortable. I can tell you from my own personal experience, men are way more open-minded in the lifestyle that they might let on, but they're uncomfortable talking about it because of all of the stigma and stuff uh, around just everything that involves this lifestyle. We're not. So I thought we could add, you know, that to the, the universe of conversation as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our show is a little bit different for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, but the biggest thing is that, like Jamal said, I mean, we have no judgments here. This is a judgment free zone. Like if you want to get real about some shit, and you're a guy, like, listen to our show. And it's not just for guys. I mean, it's for everybody who loves guys or loves to fuck guys. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, we're here to just basically say, hey, look, this is our hearts. And this is, we're just going to pour open all of our experiences uh, wide open to anybody who wants to listen from that male perspective. And, um, you know, uh, as you get to notice, we have some pretty unique perspectives on things. I have noticed that, and that's one of the reasons we're going to have such a great show today, because you really are going to offer, this is the first time I have two men on my show. Yeah, really. I think it's really interesting because you, you're, you're right. It's not just for men. It's for anyone who, your, your show is not just for men. It's for anybody who wants to know more about the male perspective. And what I love is that you guys also talk a lot about your personal experiences. And uh, <laughs> insofar as also getting uh, some, some people who know you very personally on your show too. So you're very open and honest about what it is that you do. And I love that. No judgment, no shame. And that's what we're all about also here at C discover create and what else are you doing that's so different than other shows that are out there other than those things yeah i think we yeah uh, jamal you want to go with this one <laughs> no i'll go ahead rick yeah no i was just gonna say um I, I guess the big different thing that we're trying to do is that we're leading by example right we're like we're not full of shit we're not pretending like we know everything <laughs> you know we do have a segment called stump the studs because we really want to learn more ourselves you know um i think that uh, really what we try to focus on is making um, a comfortable platform for, for men and anybody, but particularly for men to, um, to be, uh, to expose themselves to themselves, you know, to actually uh, get to know themselves, to be able to admit these things uh, to themselves and within their relationships. And we're doing it by, you know, we're leading by example. You know, I, I don't know if, if there's anything more that we can do outside of be genuine and honest and lead by example uh, in showing men how to explore their sexuality or the benefit of doing so. Plus, you know, there are there are tons of guys, you know, that participate in some way or another in some of these conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, but a lot of them are not comfortable talking very openly about their sexuality. You know, I'm an openly bisexual guy. I've been doing this in the lifestyle for a while. Um, and I, I'm not embarrassed about it. I feel bad for some of the guys who have a hard time with it because I feel like there are a few guys out there that express they've been shamed or excluded or whatever. That's never been my experience. Um, and I, I think it helps to be able to talk about that openly and to start to normalize that conversation because 
some of the people that I know that are kind of shaming people, I'm like, I don't know why you're shaming people because I just fucked you yesterday, you know? I'm not going to call them out, you know, but, uh, but to be able to say there, there is no shame. Like I, I have had tons of great sexual experiences with women there. People have seen them. Um, so, you know, the people that say, if you're bi, you must be really secretly gay. You know, I don't think people would say that about me. Um, to be able to talk about that openly so that men can start feeling more comfortable expressing themselves. Same thing with leather and kink and everything else. I, you know, I'm an exhibitionist, so pretty much everything I do, I'll do it out in the open. And it makes people, um, us talking about it so openly and freely helps people to be able to normalize these conversations and stop the stigma, which I don't think anyone else is doing. I haven't heard a single podcast or radio show out there yet um, by men talking openly in this manner. Um, so we're happy to do it. The Everything Sexy Show is the only show so far that I that I know of. And uh, please, anyone who's listening, if you uh, if there are other shows out there like this, I would love to hear about it. But it's, like, yeah, yeah it's, we would love to hear about it. Please, for sure. The more, the merrier. And right. it, it's and you're right. There are not a lot of men who talk openly about their sexuality, even you know among groups of guys, for example. The way men talk about sex amongst themselves is very different, and it's in a very different way than they do. And it's not always it's not always honest. Mm-hmm. And what I love is you guys are so fucking honest. <laughs> and sure. it, but so, what do you think is the biggest barrier? for men in terms of communicating about sexuality, whether it's just, you know, amongst themselves or even with their partners. Um, I will say, I really think it is for understandable reasons, but nonetheless, you know, all the stigma that's been put out there, there are some really toxic concepts out there about what it means to be a man um, socially and sexually. And I think all of us feel some need to kind of demonstrate our manhood and to protect our manhood as if it could ever be taken from us. And it can't, you know, like men are just as fluid and different and unique as women. We're just as beautiful and fun and all of the things that women are. And women, great, I'm grateful that they've been encouraged to, you know, kind of open up and show all of their different perspectives. Men haven't because everybody thinks, oh my God, if you let on that you're into this or into that or that you're vulnerable or you have feelings or anything like that, then all of a sudden you're less of a man. And quite frankly, I think it's the opposite. You know, I'll take any other man, bring it on, bring it on. I'm as much as a, of a man as anybody else because I'm complete. I'm whole. I'm honest and authentic. Um, so I think part of it is just that stigma and that barrier um, and that toxic masculinity that pervades our society. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, there, there's, there's this North American fragile male ego thing that we're all contending with, you know, and I think the biggest barrier for men in terms of communicating openly about their sexuality is the burden of maintaining this big macho ego based on the expectation of like being the provider, you know, um, mm. uh, for me myself, like I'm six foot eight, I'm, I, you know, I'm an ex cage fighter. Like, you know, I, 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 I look like the guy that used to beat everybody up in high school, you know, and I'm totally not that guy. And I think that's mm-hmm. why people identify with me because I'm like, Hey, look, I'm not the person I look like. You know, I'm just like you, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, but coming to that, you know, it, it took me a while, you know, you have to get past that machoism, you have to get past that bravado and stuff. And, and then only then once you get past those things, you can, you know, it, it leaves a little bit of uh, room for, for some self-exploration, but you have to become comfortable with that thing. But I think, you know, even like you had said, uh, Lexi, when guys get together, uh, I don't know if you've ever like, you know, been a fly in the wall, but we have this oh, like yeah. bravado clash style of behavior <laughs> when we get together, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to trade like witty put downs and we call it ball busting, you know, I'm going to bust your balls, Jamal, about no, 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 You know what that is? Um, it's, it's really us protecting ourselves from the pain of criticism. You know, we're really trying to like, you know, hocus pocus, shift the focus, right? <laughs> so, like, no, I'm not gay. You're gay, right? <laughs> um, 
you know, and, uh, and, and for me, like, you know, uh, Jamal identifies as bisexual. I'm actually pansexual, meaning that, you know, I don't mind crossing swords when there's a, when there's a group dynamic involved. You know, I'm very mm-hmm. open with my sexuality. Um, I'm not highly attracted to men. However, I don't have any hangups about this thing. Um, I wasn't born with that chip, but I realized a lot of people were. And I think, um, again, getting past this and, and getting to some of these things to talk about, hey, you know, you want your, your uh, female to peg you or, you know, BDSM, all these things. Um, we have to get past that whole, like, pain of criticism things. Like, you know, men typically don't like to ask questions um, that make us look uninformed. You know, we, 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 we're supposed to be in control and all these things and so forth. So a uh, uh, quick story. Um, so as a, as a former uh, software executive, I, uh, I was in a meeting one time and uh, this guy was going on, you know, uh, about some network stuff and throwing all these TLAs out there, which I call three letter acronyms and blah, 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 and all these things. And all these, everybody's sitting around like, everything's cool. Blah, blah, blah. And this one female executive, you know, pipes up and goes, hey, listen, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Can you explain some of these acronyms? And then everybody... You see every guy in the room go, like, yeah. oh, thank God somebody said something because I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on either, right? But she said, so it's cool. Well, we want to be that element. You know, we want to, oh, thank God Jamal said that fucking thing because I feel that way too. Thank God Polly Rick's a freak because, oh my God, yes. You know, like, you know, I think that's, that's really the barriers that we're trying to knock down here with the Evan and Sexy Show. Those are great points. And we're going to go into that a lot later because I want you to inform our listeners a lot about those, those kinds of moments and those kinds of topics where it's like, oh, fuck, finally, someone said exactly what I was wondering and what I was thinking. We, right. we all need answers to so many fucking questions and we're afraid to ask. And I think that you're right. It, it, it is very different for men and women. There is that kind of expectation for men. Uh, we're, I, I really think it's a very interesting gender difference. Uh, yeah. and and I, I'm so happy that we're going to have you both informing our male and female listeners about a lot of these topics that, from a male perspective. From so. a male perspective. <laughs> no limits, no holds barred, right, Jamar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brutal and honest. I like that. Yeah. So don't go away, everyone. We're going to be right back. Uh, if you are enjoying my show and you are curious to learn more about relationships, sex, and health, then you definitely need to check out SDC.com. You'll have unlimited access to videos, podcasts, and articles from sex and relationship experts like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Charlie and Ariane Williams. We're all here to guide, inform, and entertain you on your erotic journey. You'll find everything you need to discover your own erotic tribe, connect with them in our forums, communities, and social networks, and explore more at SDC events, parties, and travel destinations. With fresh and exciting content added all the time, you'll have tons of resources to start your exploration and continue along your path to self-discovery. Join over 3 million of our SDC members worldwide to seek, discover, and create with us today. Don't forget to use promo code 7070 for two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 for two months free at SDC. Don't go away. You're listening to Lexi Silver on Seek, Discover, Create. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. tuned in to seek discover create with lexi silver if you have a question or comment about the show we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com that's l-e-x-i at sdc.com now back to this week's discussion Welcome back to SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. I'm Lexi Silver, and I'm here with my guests, Jamal Edwards and Polly Rick Breuder, co-hosts of the Everything Sexy podcast, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. 
Before the break, we were talking about how men communicate about sexuality or don't communicate about sexuality and some of the reasons why that might be the case. And in the spirit of being honest and talking about those kinds of topics that men maybe are wondering about or they're thinking about and they just don't have a way to express it or they don't have someone to answer those burning questions, we're going to talk a little bit about non-monogamy right now because both of you openly identify as being polyamorous. And I want to talk a little bit about what that's all about and how the hell you became such perverts. Oh, my. <laughs> that's a long story, Lexi. That's, it's we got some story. time. Let's hear it. Do you want to go first on this one? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, like I said, I, I really do genuinely believe I was born this way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexuality has sort of been a part of my life and I always had a hard time even in high school I always had multiple girlfriends or you know I was sort of in a relationship with one and halfway out of one with another or you know or someone from my past would come back I still to this day have people that I've loved fiercely and even though I'm not committed to them or you know and you know that they're still a part of my life and that they show up in my life I want to be a part of theirs you know whether it's sexually not sexually or whatever and uh, so for me, really, when I discovered polyamory as a thing, um, because I didn't know it was a thing for maybe like a good, you know, first two decades of my life, mm-hmm. um, I was like, wow, this is great. So this is a thing and it's normal. And oh, my God. Um, and I actually, I got approached by two men at one point to be in a relationship with them um, because we had each had separate sexual experiences, sort of like what I thought at the time were supposed to be secret experiences <laughs> um, <laughs> public experiences. And they were like, Oh, well, let's just all do something together. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't, I, I didn't want a relationship with three men. Um, I've since become really great friends with them, but you know, I, you know, I like guys. It's fine, but I don't want all guys. That's just a, just too much uh, man energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my relationship with women, I found that, you know, women sometimes is, there are things I like about one and not about the other. And, you know, I, I'm a little adult ADD, and so in a relationship, I can get a little bit more of what I like um, by having multiple partners. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like my, my current girlfriend and I, we're both polyamorous, and we've had, you know, other people in our relationship, um, a guy, a girl, doesn't matter to us. Um, and uh, it, it's just easier, I think, because I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to have a primary partner um, more than anything, you know, the person that's really the most connected to me. But I love the ability to add people into my relationship, into my life, and not to create a conflict with my primary partnership. Um, and knowing that that's a real thing for me is sort of kind of what launched me into it because I'm like, okay, now I know it's a real thing. So it's valid. It's okay. Um, people are doing this thing. So let's just jump in, you know. And, uh, and so, you know, maybe like years ago, I figured out it was a thing and I started really being more open about being into this thing. And it's been great. I, something you said there, I just want to touch on. You said it's valid. I, I think that's a very important word because, you, it's like you said, for the first two decades of your life, you didn't know that polyamory was a thing. Right. And and a lot of people, because we know that monogamy is usually the default setting, we don't know that there are these other options out there. So I find it very interesting that you came to this conclusion did you come to to it on your own? Like, I understand that you always felt kind of gravitated, like you were gravitating toward polyamory, but how did, what, what flipped that switch to make you feel like it was valid? 
the validation of it actually so you know as you mentioned i'm a minister so the validation of it came from me really doing some research because i even as a minister i struggled with my sexuality my poly tendencies i struggled with that feeling like it was not right and then i started looking and doing some research on both you know religious research and secular research and actually the concept of monogamy is new Mm-hmm. In the history of humankind, it's only a couple of centuries old. You can actually even going back to the days that Jesus walked the earth, monogamy was not a regular thing. Um, in the Bible, King Solomon had tons of wives, so many that he could sacrifice them. Um, but, uh, preach. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that, that was the minute when I started looking back, wait a minute, I'm struggling with this because of this religious perspective mm-hmm. I have. But then I look back, I'm like, wait a minute, historically speaking, even in my religious tradition, Monogamy was not a regular thing. Um, So then I realized that actually the poly perspective is actually more normal than the monogamy perspective. So that is what validated it for me. Then I felt like, okay, you know what? You're, You're struggling with your own human nature. You're not struggling with something that you created or came up with. This has just been the way humankind has been for thousands of years. Rick, I know that you have had, you were in a monogamous relationship in a monogamous oh, yeah. marriage for, for a long time before you uh, you flipped that switch and uh, you, uh, you kind of turned over to uh, the perv side. <laughs> the dark leaf, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about sure. that a little bit. Well, I'm, you know, like Jamal, I, you know, he's a natural born. Uh, I'm natural born as well. I'm, in fact, I, I grew up in, and was born in San Francisco, which is really the home of sexual acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up in the 70s where, like, none of this stuff was cool outside of the, you know, San Francisco, really. But I had no idea, right? So I remember being a little street rat uh, <laughs> running around and seeing, like, you know, um, male appearing people. What's that? When have you ever been little? Oh, you know, <laughs> well, I wasn't born this size, you know, I, I hope. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I remember running around and, um, and on the street, you know, seeing people who were like, uh, male appearing, but with like mesh shirts and breasts, mm-hmm. you know, making out with other male appearing people. And that just wasn't a thing. I had a, uh, my first babysitter was a trans couple, um, for many years. And I, I just didn't know that that wasn't a thing. So, so I kind of grew up, you know, um, a little bit different than most. Um, and then I, you know, I did, I, I, after growing up and, you know, doing some military stuff, I wanted to swallow the pill and become a good old, you know, fashion American, uh, you know, man. And um, a couple of divorces late, you know, I had four kids uh, with my first uh, wife. We were together for 13 years. Uh, my second marriage lasted, uh, you know, seven, eight years from there. So after 20 years of this, um, I figured out a couple of things. I didn't know much about myself because I started very young, but I figured out a couple of things is that, well, it looks like these, um, these marriages ended over some differences in common life goals and common life preferences. Number one, uh, number two, I'm finding that not only in my relationships, but other people's relationships that I've seen rise and fall over 20 years in, in the monogamy world, um, that a lot of people prefer to have all of nothing versus some of everything. And that's become kind of my mantra thing when it comes to you know coaching is like a lot of people want all of nothing versus some of everything. And I'm like, well, what's the alternative there? Enter polyamory, where you get to kind of pick and choose what you want, right? And, and, um, and, and how you want to do it. So um, after uh, my uh, second divorce, I, I say I have a first wife and a last wife, um, <laughs> I decided to fully <laughs> pursue my interest in exploring, you know, sexuality, non-monogamy, spirituality. And what did I do? I went on to online dating and I specifically went after people, um, partners who were uh, polyamorous and or kinky so I can immerse and learn more. Well, after a brief introduction to the scene, um, I started attending more and more poly parties and mixture, you know, mixtures and kink events. And then eventually over the years, 
um, I became a, a traveling adult vacation party host, you know, for Jamaica and, and, and all these weird, I know it's a weird twist, right? Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and this is following, you know, being pretty straight laced. I was law enforcement. I was a software executor, you know, executive and all these things in uh, military. And so uh, I was even a cage fighter, you know, so this, this was all very detached from my thing and my flow. Um, but uh, I found that a lot of people in my journey were just as lost as I was, you know, and I found that a lot of people um, were very afraid of like, you know, the judgment and the embarrassment and they, and they wouldn't, you know, who do you ask? Like, Hey, me and my wife are thinking about opening up. Like, you can't talk to your mom about that. You can't, you can't, <laughs> I mean, you can't even talk to your doctor about that. Like, Hey, why are you getting sexy tests when you guys are married? Uh, well, um, or, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just got to a point where, um, I started helping a lot of people out and I just immersed myself in the lifestyle. And ever since then, um, I've helped a lot of people and myself find a lot more happiness through sexuality, uh, open ethical, open, you know, non-monogamy and, uh, helping people explore, explore all their sexual curiosities to the fullest. I find it intriguing that you both have come to polyamory from very different paths. And somehow you're both here right now talking to, to all of us about how polyamory is kind of this buffet of sorts, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just think it's great that you both have these different perspectives and it really just goes to show for me, at least that you have that opportunity to express to people that no matter what your background is, no matter how straight laced you are, there are options out there. So many, so many. Yeah. I mean, it's really up to you. Like, you know, and I can get into it more, but I mean, if you're not living the life that you want, you have to ask yourself why, you know, and that's what I did. And that's really what led to my journey. Well, the, and the most beautiful thing about all of this, no matter whether it's poly, you know, any of the sexual experiences, um, freedom, sexual ex- freedom experiences you can have, you become more of who you are. Like, I, I feel more me than I've ever felt in my life, whether yeah. I was pretending to be somebody else or what, you know, what I don't know what to say about my past, but I feel more authentic today and free today than I've ever felt in my whole life. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm living out who I was meant to be. I'm living out my desires and I'm not feeling shame or any of the negative things that go back into your body and your psyche, your spirit, um, you know, that, that really kind of ruin your life. You, you, you attract what you think about. If you're thinking bad things about yourself, then you're going to get bad things for yourself. I don't think bad things about myself anymore. I think great things. And I've had a lot of great things happen in the last couple of years, including this show um, and being on here with you. Um, it's been absolutely awesome and life changing. That's a key word, authentic. And it's one of my favorite words. And part of getting to that point where you do feel authentic and complete and fulfilled is communicating that there might be something wrong in your life that that you do want to change. But without having that communication first with yourself and then later with your partner or, or, or your partners, it's about being honest and really identifying those things that are not working for you, whether it's, you know, you're attracted to other partners, uh, maybe you are just not happy with whatever your job is, even things simple like that, that are outside of sexuality. But at the core of it is if you're not happy in your relationship, then there's something that needs to change. But that talking about it, that opening up those commun- those the floodgates to that uh, can often be a massive challenge. And I really want to go into some of the challenges that you have both experienced in the lifestyle and also just, you know, coming to terms with what you really wanted 
from your relationships. And I think those are really crucial elements that a lot of people are asking about, especially men, (laughs) (laughs) which is part of the purpose of the show. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I I can speak in terms of the chat. Well, here's the challenges I thought I was going to have. Um, You know, I've uh, prior to becoming open and poly and, you know, ethically freaking all these things um, and an advocate, I guess, for the lifestyle, um, freedom of choice. uh, I was, um, you know, I was just like everybody else. I was living the life and, 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 you know, uh, trying to make sure that, like Jamal said, controlling all these perceptions around us and trying to be a different person, everybody to make sure you get everybody's approval, whatever, you know. And um, the, the, the challenges I thought I was going to have uh, getting into the lifestyle was exposing myself to business, you know, exposing myself to, to my family. I have four wonderful sons, you know, and I'm like, well, I, I don't want to bring embarrassment in the family, all these things, whatever. Um, so the biggest challenge I thought I was going to have was actually coming out and being open about this thing. Well, it turns out that hasn't been a challenge at all. In fact, it's been a benefit <laughs> because instead of people going, oh my God, you hear about Polly Rick? Yeah, Polly Rick is, he's Polly Rick now. He's doing all these things and hanging out with these people. Um, I'm not getting that at all. I'm actually getting, hey, so um, so you do this thing, huh? All right, well, uh, yeah. so listen, uh, so so me and my wife are thinking about going to keto, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from, from people I'm doing business with. I mean, you know, construction, you know, software, real estate, whatever. So um, I, that's not the challenge I got, which is the challenge I thought I was going to get. The challenge that I received, um, getting into the lifestyle was getting to know myself because I had started hmm. uh, very, very young um, opening up myself to familyhood and, and getting involved with all the traditional monogamy, you know, wife, kids, you know, pick a fence. And uh, that left me very little time to discover who I was. Mm-hmm. So I had this disney uh, approach, this North American disney approach as to what a man does in a relationship and how a father's supposed to act and what a husband's supposed to do. And I I live those things to the fullest, you know, which gave me zero time to actually ask what I wanted and how I felt. Um, so my biggest challenge getting lifestyle was really not focusing so much on myself initially and, and, and questioning my motivations, but was actually just trying to dive in and trying to figure it out because I had no fucking guidance. There was really nothing there for me. I mean, this is eight, nine years ago before it was cool to be poly on the online or whatever. So um, yeah, that was my biggest challenge. Jamal, what about you? What was your biggest challenge? You know, my biggest challenge is, um, you know, really um, sort of similar to what Rick was saying. Um, you know, I think I expected it to be a challenge um, mm-hmm. for people around me to get used to me being open about this. Um, I think uh, I thought some of my former partners were going to have bigger issues. I mean, those guys, I did have a lot of conversations when I really totally opened it wide up, like start talking about it on the internet and Facebook and all that stuff. I, I did reach out to partners in advance to let them know I was going to be doing it. And I thought everyone would be upset and people weren't. And they're very supportive and loving. Um, but yeah, really just figuring out, okay, now that I, you know, I feel authentic and whatever, but there's no path, you know, there's no roadmap for right. this lifestyle because right. people have been living it for many, many years, but you know, it's not been public. It's not been open. It's not been out there. So you can't, you know, there, there are a couple of good books out there, but even, even a lot of those books, they're not, they're not written by people that look like me. Um, right. So there's not a lot of roadmap or guidance to figure out, okay, how do you navigate this life and how do you navigate these relationship challenges that come up in these relationships just like they do in other relationships, but there's no guidance that's focused on poly or open or swinging relationships. There's more now, but, you know, still small by comparison. So I think for me, it's just figuring out, like, what's the path, you know, and maybe there is no path and we're creating the path, um, but... Yeah, that's been a big challenge for me, figuring out what the path should look like. Mm-hmm. 
And there's no one recipe, right? But when I, what is important is you, you needed that guidance and you didn't have it. And right. now you're able in your, yeah. in your roles, you're able to provide that guidance to other people who are so desperately seeking some kind of answers or some kind of way to, to figure out what it is that their path is. Yeah, the, that's the only reason why I wake up every day is just to do that thing. You know, just <laughs> no, I mean, it's really important. I, you know, uh, when Jamal and I were talking about this idea, um, this is uh, this was the one thing that we instantly hit on. And I knew that we were going to be great partners for this thing because we both had the same backgrounds relatively, you know, in terms of uh, getting in without any guidance. And then we're both willing to share all this thing, you know, with, with anybody who's willing to listen. So. And maybe that's the beautiful thing of all of this is that, you know, there's, there is no path and we're creating paths, you know, right. but we're creating paths, you know, like I think in all of the other relationship dynamics, people are creating a path, right? A it's very path. linear. This yeah, it's very linear. It's a monogamous relationship. This is how you create one, how you end one, how you navigate right. because this is the way it's supposed to be. Well, we all start from the framework of the way it's supposed to be in right and the way it's, right. there is no way it's supposed to be, which means there shouldn't be a path. There probably are multiple paths and, and every relationship I've had lately, um, I've discovered like they're all different and the way they start in change, evolve the problems and, and how they're addressed are just different. There's just a bunch of different paths to do this. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the network of people in this uh, sexy lifestyle network that's helping to create and demonstrate the many paths people can choose to do this. But, you know, kind of discovering that you're kind of on a journey and there's no chart, there's no course, there's no path is scary, you know, um, but yeah. it's exhilarating at the same time. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and there's there's so many people who are looking for guidance on transitioning to open lifestyles. You know, uh, they want how do you how do you how the fuck do you open an existing closed relationship, right? Um, with trust, you know, and how do you navigate all those jealous feelings? And uh, you know, what's how do you become aware in the lifestyle as a man? Like, how do you know how not to fuck up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the rules that you're you know somebody reads at the beginning of the party and stuff. But there's so much more than that. There's social dynamics. You know, there's there's safety issues. Um, you know, uh, so it turns out there's just a lot of people trying to break into the swinger, poly, and kink BDSM scenes. But, you know, a lot of newcomers <clears throat> and existing people just need some trusted guidance. So hopefully we can try you, to be part of that. Exactly. And that's what you guys are here for. And I, I'm really, really happy to have this very open conversation about this and then giving and giving you the chance to give some guidance to some people who really need it. And we're going to get back to that really, really shortly right after the break. So don't go away. You're listening to Lexi Silver with Seek, Discover, Create. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to lexi at sdc.com. That's L-E-X-I at sdc.com. Now back to this week's discussion. 
Welcome back to SDC's Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with my guests, Jamal Edwards and Polly Rigbroider, the co-hosts of the Everything Sexy podcast right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Before the break, we were talking about a variety of things, some of the challenges that men have communicating about their sexuality, some of the challenges that Jamal and Polly Rick have had exploring their own polyamorous uh, relationships, their paths to getting there. And part of the reason and part of the biggest challenge that they've had is not having had that guidance and not having had it been a, a way for them to figure out that this was something they could do that this was something that was uh, more more normal than monogamy in a lot of different ways and valid. felt more normal and valid and authentic. Mm. So in, you know, you, you guys have explored a lot of the lifestyle. So whether it's polyamory, the, the consensually non-monogamous lifestyles, and a lot of the time it's often said that women run the show. And uh, I, w- I would know. <laughs> and, and it is true to a certain extent, especially, you know, when it comes to consent and a lot of other, you know, sexual situations. But do men truly have a voice in the non-monogamous space? Um, I, I, can, I can start with this Please. one. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, now, I, I want to say a couple of things because I have a very, you know, and maybe in between even Jamal and I, I have a very um, strange view on this or, not, or a different view on this thing. Um, I want to start by saying absolutely, you know, as it's said and as it's understood, yes, you know, females control things in the lifestyle um, to a point. But I come primarily from the kink scene, not the swinger scene, you know, yeah. so we have a little bit different views on some things. And, and in the kink scene, there's a perception that everybody who's involved, all key stakeholders in any scene has a voice in it, uh, no matter what their gauge of involvement is. Um, since we all have, you know, kind of the responsibility to maintain our own happiness, we need to be able to speak for ourselves, you know, but having said that, um, I don't really look at it as to which gender is running the lifestyle, being mm-hmm. from the kink and BDF scene. Um, I look at it as who has the most to lose in within any given interaction, right? So hmm. um, if you're doing things from a healthy perspective, you know, these things are pre-negotiated with all the players involved, right? So in my world, um, the person who's in control of the placing uh, or whatever is the engagement is usually the person that would be defined as the bottom. You know, this mm-hmm. would be the person who has essentially the most to lose. Well, now, why I don't disagree with women being in charge is because in the swinger lifestyle, specifically, you know, or particularly speaking, um, women typically seem to be the ones that have the most to lose. You know, if you don't consider the fact that there are many men that like, you know, pegging and uh, by play and all these other things, you know, uh, group sex, you know, I'm a big fan of group sex. Love it. You know, the rare opportunity Uh, happens. It's wonderful. You know, so, (laughs) um, so, you know, I, I think that uh, incorporating all of these um, kink and BDSM dynamics into the question of, you know, who, which gender is involved in the scene, I, I, in my perspective, really broadens open, uh, the, the topic quite a bit. Hmm, that is a that is a definitely a unique perspective. I, I I appreciate that you're also mentioning the fact that you did come from the kink lifestyle and how maybe you know uh, the the views and the rules are a little bit different. Also, absolutely, yeah, it's a whole different subculture. I mean, you know, um, uh, the the kink and BDSM lifestyle seems to be a lot more, you know, um, um, hyper focused on on certain things like consent and and and, yes. and these are things that are really I think the platform for I think what we find in the in the swinger lifestyle right which is hey the women should be in control the women should have consent over the scene where there's all these guys and you know all these things you know and <laughs> of course of course that makes complete sense because in in the kink BDSM you might be on the bottom of that scene you might have mm-hmm. the most you might be the key stake player that has the most to lose so you need to be able to call the shots because if you're not in control of that scene 
then who is, you know, and that's, that's, that's not the, that's not the healthy way we like to try to approach this lifestyle. Interesting. Yeah. Jamal, what do you think about that? So this is, you know, it's a little bit of an oxymoron here uh, or some sort of conflict because as open as I am, I also still have some traditional views of, of my role as a man in a relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, I, I I respect and I want the women to have some control over swinging. Like, so my, my girlfriend and I, we swing a lot. And uh, at the end of the day, if she's not happy, it's not happening. And there's nobody hot enough to make me want to do it where she's going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't take one for the team either. Now, she's tried to get me to sometimes because we have different uh, you know, attractions sometimes. But, you know, we don't do that. But I, I, while I look at what she's comfortable with, my comfort level matters too. Yes. And and, and um, while she has the ability to veto or her non-interest is a, a game ender for me, I have that power too. So if, particularly when it comes to men, I'm way, I'm way more, I will demure to women. Um, so if she, if the, if the woman's, she's interested in women, honestly, I really don't care as long as I'm not repulsed. I think she's like really out of control, then fine, we'll go ahead and do something. But when it comes to men, entering into our relationship, if I don't like the guy, I don't trust the guy, if I think the guy's disrespectful, game over. It's done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. I don't care how hot you are. I don't care how cool you are. I don't care how big your dick is. I I just don't care if you're disrespectful. Mm -hmm. To me or to her, if if, if I feel uncomfortable about you in some sort of way, it's game over. Like I'm not taking one for the team. I'm not saying, okay, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to worry about your feelings. I've done it on Facebook. I've done it in person. I feel disrespected um, as a man or I feel like you're disrespectful to my lady. Mm-hmm. Game over, period. Yeah. Um, at the same time, my every woman I've been with knows that my interests are important to me, too. So when we're looking to swing, um, I'm, I'm not we're not going to go and just do everything she wants to do. Um, she likes you know, my, my girlfriend, uh, Shannon, she's bisexual too. And she loves women. Um, and I, and I love to see her with women. I'm like, but we're not going to just constantly have this, you know, girls going wild fest either. You know, <laughs> we're going you know, to get some other couples where there's a guy involved. Um, or if you're going to have a bunch of girls going wild on you, I'm going to have a bunch of girls going wild on me. You're going to sit back and watch sometimes. Like we're, we're going to negotiate in a way that both of us get what we want out of this. Cause this is to enhance our relationship and our relationship mm-hmm. involves both of us. So I'll demure, defer, whatever to a lot of things for the women, but there's certain things when it comes to respect, particularly when men are concerned, um, I will absolutely exercise my voice and it will be strong and it will not be ignored. And the same thing when it comes to making sure both of us get our needs met out of this experience. I'm not going to let it go so heavily female or so heavily what she wants that I'm just sitting here like, oh, you know, my job is just to sit here and facilitate your fun. No, we're both going to have a good time. If we're not both having a good time, then we're not doing it. Right. And what you're both saying, though, within, you know, the kink lifestyles and also the consensually non-monogamous lifestyles are that both partners communicate and negotiate whatever their unique terms are. And it can be different for everybody. But what's important is that everyone's having a good time. Everyone's happy. Everyone is uh, is consenting. And both in terms of control, in terms of who's kind of running the show, whether it's you, you like Rick, you mentioned the, it, it's it's the bottom mostly who's running control, who's running the show, but the dom also has to be, you know, or at the top has to also say, I'm okay with doing all of these things. Correct. Right. You so, have to opt in. You yes. have to opt in because yes. it's your happiness. If you're not looking out for your own happiness, who else is right? Honestly. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly. So whatever the space is, whatever, whether it's a non-monogamous space, a kink space, a polyamorous space, but you know, it's, it's very important to always consider that matter of consent and everyone being happy and consenting to what is going on. And and not just consent, I'd say enthusiastic consent. Like I talk a lot about like, you know, like there's a difference between a a yes and a fuck yes. (laughs) I've, I've played with people that I would just yes about, I'll I'll admit, you know, Um, but uh, yeah, you you have to really, uh, you have to really enthusiastically be involved in this thing if you're going to do it for, you know, good reasons and that are healthy for yourself. Definitely. And also having that uh, communication open with your partner, whatever it is that you choose to do, to be able to say at any part of uh, at any part of the scene or the scenario at any part of the sexual experience if you wanted to go in a different direction you're okay that's okay that's totally right. fine yeah yeah actually my girlfriend we were talking about this last night because you know i also do the kink and bdsm thing and she's talking about how she responds to sometimes my dominant experiences um with her and you know i'm also very transparent um as a guy about what i want to get out of these you know i'm also not going to be somebody's dom just because they want you know mm-hmm whatever, yeah. you know, like if all you want is to be eroticized and turned on, well, you know, that's not what I'm, that, that's not all I'm looking for, um, you know, in my kink and BDSM play, like I'm looking for a channel for, you know, my dominant energy and, uh, and if, if you're going to put holds on that or whatever, then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it, you know, like I, I raise my hand, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm not the dom for you. If you want, um, you know, certain sexual things, that, that aren't my kind of thing. It's the thing I want to do. Okay, I'm gonna raise my hand. Like, hey, I'm not gonna do that. Like, men do have a voice. You, 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 uh, you have control over your dick. You know, like sometimes some people grab my dick all the time. Like, I, you know, and I'm like, hey, stop grabbing my dick. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. That's a thing. It, and it happens a lot. It happens a lot, Jamal. Right? It, all the time. All the time. I, I yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, okay, it's it's a whole different dynamic, but for sure. So men absolutely do have a voice. You have to figure out how and when to use it. I think that's the art of being a man. Um, But you have a voice for sure. And speaking of that voice, we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in terms of expressing what you're thinking and how to communicate effectively right after we get back. So don't go away. You're listening to Seek, Discover, Create from SD. Sexy is back. And we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are tuned in to Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. If you have a question or comment about the show, we'd love to hear from you via email to Lexi at SDC.com. That's L-E-X-I at SDC.com. Now back to this week's discussion. Welcome back to SDC Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver, and I'm here with my guests, Jamal Edwards and Polly Rick Broider, the co-hosts of the Everything Sexy podcast, right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Before the break, we were talking a lot about communication, polyamory, non-monogamy, and men expressing themselves within a non-monogamous space. And in terms of expressing yourselves and communicating and being open, honest, and authentic, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today, I don't know how much time we're going to have, but I really wanted to go into some of the reasons why men might not communicate their, for example, their desire to be in a non-monogamous relationship and instead end up cheating on their partner. 
Well, well, Lexi, it's a great question. And since we don't have a lot of time, I'll tell you, we got a great answer for it too. And the easiest way to give that answer is to listen to our show because we actually did a whole episode on why men cheat. And the the conclusion, at least from my perspective, was that men are dogs. Um, (laughs) Our our natural tendency is to want to do this thing that, as we talked about earlier, monogamy is not normal. It's new. It's only a couple of centuries old uh, out of of humankind, which is thousands, if not millennia old. So um, I think men are giving into their natural nature um, as an answer to why they cheat. Now, why they don't communicate about their issues, that's a whole different topic. But again, we talk about that on our show as, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it really comes down to like, you know, um, the, you know men are dogs, you know, as, as Jamal says, but, you know, I think there's also a component that we all need love and desire, you know, and it's very, very hard to have love and desire coexist at the same time because love is all about, Hey, this is something I have. You're my, you're my normal, you're my rock, you're my base. Mm-hmm. Um, and desire is all about, you know, fucking, uh, haunted houses and the unknown and you know roller coasters and shit and like holy shit let's get fucking crazy and fucking let's just go fucking nuts right Mm -hmm. how do you love somebody who's supposed to be your known stable rock and also have the desire at the same time and it always fights with each other and i can talk about that for fucking days but um i think that's that's pretty much why you know i think men cheat or anybody cheats really uh you Mm -hmm. know taking gender genderless out of it but why people don't communicate, I think people, you know, uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, you know, the fear of loss, fear of missing out, you know, like, oh my gosh, like, it's a big chance for somebody to not accept me for who I am. Yeah, fucking right it is. So you got to make a decision, right? Whose happiness is more important, everybody else's or yours? The fear of exposing yourself for who you really are. Mm, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so if, if I'm, if I'm a man, if I'm anyone listening to the show, I want to, I want to learn. I want to know. If you're a man, Lexi, then we're going to have to have a freaking sidebar talk at the end of this. Oh yeah. yeah. I do oh, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to adjust some perspectives. Right now. <laughs> anyway, so if I'm listening to the show and I want to know more about how to communicate and, and talk about sex, because all we do here is talk about sex. We mm-hmm. talk about so many different topics about sexuality, but expressing that, how do you go from that fear of being exposed or that fear of judgment from other people or the fear of shame? How do you go beyond that? What advice would you give to people? I mean, specific, specifically for men, you know, uh, we're not really taught about self-care. You know, um, go to the spa and go find how many guys are at the fucking spa right now. <laughs> zero maybe one you know out of, out of a crowd of 100 right so mm-hmm. we're not taught about self-care um it really comes down to to, to knowing yourself you know, learn the difference between um why you should be a little bit more self-centered and, and and understand that there's a difference between being self-centered and selfish you know um selfish is you're you're a douche you know but you know <laughs> as a self-centered person you're allowed to be aware and you're allowed to speak up for your boundaries you're allowed to say hey please don't touch my dick or whatever the case may be you know and mm-hmm. um you know i i, I think that the biggest thing, once you have that platform of confidence with yourself and knowing, hey, a uh, couple of things. First off, nobody's looking out for my happiness more than me if it's healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Second off, um, if I'm not happy, it's my own fucking fault. So if I can get comfortable to that realm with myself, then I think that's a good moving, you know, uh, uh, starting point for moving forward into um, having the confidence to communicate your desires and your needs to your partners. Because Ultimately, you're either going to do it or you're not. And if you don't, if you know, if you don't like what you're getting, you have to change what you're doing. Otherwise, just keep doing what you're doing. And that's a decision you have to make for yourself. Once you make that decision, you're going to find communication, while it's not going to be easy, is going to become a necessary thing for your healthy relationships going forward. Hmm. 
Those are really good starting off points, definitely for getting comfortable with yourself and also being able to express that. What, what do you think, Jamal? You know, so this is the minister in me, right? This is where my <laughs> sexuality and spirituality come together. And I love, love that. It's why I, don't, I have some friends who are very religious and, and also, you know, have some closeted sexual experiences and whatever. And they're like, we love how you put it together. I put it together because I believe that this is what's right for me. Mm-hmm. Right? This is about me, me, my happiness, my life. The reason I'm here on this earth is to enjoy my experience. The reason why I'm here on this earth is because I deserve to enjoy my experience. And the reason why I'm here is because me enjoying this experience makes other people enjoy that experience uh, and enjoy the experience of life. You got to believe you deserve this, right? You deserve everything that you want sexually, professionally, financially, emotionally, you deserve it as a man just as much. And we tell women this all the time. We always, you know, you deserve to be loved. You deserve to be respected and trusted and and adored and believe. Men, we deserve it too. And so when you start to believe that you deserve to be loved, you deserve to be desired, you deserve to be seen as hot and virile and powerful and aggressive and at the same time vulnerable and sweet and kind, you deserve all of those things because all those things are wonderful. When you believe that you deserve all of that stuff, then you don't have a problem talking about what you want and who you are and what you're going to do to get it because you deserve it. You know, it's confident. That's what it's all about. It's like, first of all, doing the self-work, like Rick said, self-care to figure out that you deserve this. Whatever you got to do to help you feel worthy of love, trust, respect, and desire, all those things that you want, do that first. And then once you embrace all of that, Go out into the world. You won't have a problem going after what you want because you'll know you deserve it. Anytime you get a gift, anytime you get your paycheck from your job, you don't have a problem cashing that paycheck. You worked your ass off. You deserve that check, right? So when I get a blowjob, I don't have a problem with the fact that I got a blowjob. I deserve that blowjob. I think it's great. It's wonderful. It makes me love this blowjob. She had a good time sucking on my dick. I don't feel bad about it at all because my dick is a good dick. Um, but I had to get to the place where I understood that I deserve that. Like I deserve to have a good time with my dick. It's my dick. What else? Yeah. If I'm not gonna have a good time with it. Who else is? Yeah, we, we, we're all we're all entitled to our own pursuit of happiness. And what else are we supposed to be doing here besides following the formula of what everybody else made up? Right? Like pursue your fucking happiness, man. Like that's that's it. Like Jamal said, what else is more important than being happy? Really? Yeah. Nothing. Nobody else's happiness is more important than yourself. I'm sorry to fucking say it out loud, but I'm going to say it. It's true. And that's, and that's it. Says it all the time. He says, if you're not, if, if, if you, you know, basically, if, if you're not going to try to be happy, if you can't get happy, what else is there? What else is there yeah. for being here in life? If, if you think being here is to be miserable, then that's awful. <laughs> yeah. And what are you going to bring <laughs> there but to be happy? Yeah, and what are you going to bring to your other relationships? You know, if, if you're not happy with yourself, if your glass is empty, dude, check it out. You got nothing to pour, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> now you're just bringing on like a burden to your next relationship. Like, you know, fill your glass. And I, I love your guys' perspective on all of the things we talked about. This is, this is a great way to end the show. We all deserve pleasure and happiness. Fucking get yours. Hell yeah. And if you want to know more about that from these awesome men over here, Jamal and Polly Rick, how can people find out about you? Oh my gosh, there's a and million. everything sexy show, yeah. Yeah, no, there's a million different ways. Um, you know, uh, you can get involved with this real simple. Um, you know, uh, you can go to the Sexy Lifestyle Network. We have a page on there with uh, some great stuff on there as well. Um, but we have, uh, we have uh, the everythingsexy.com site. Uh, everythingsexy.com is exactly where you're going to find everything. Links to the, uh, to the network. 
Um, you're going to find uh, ways to contact us right on top. There's a a huge button that says contact us because we are whores for like feedback. We, we just want to hear from everybody. We just, we can't hear enough, you know, and we've been getting some great stuff, but you know, on there, you'll also find links to our social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all the things. Um, and uh, you can even uh, find out even follow up stuff on things that we talk about. Like uh, we talk about trick of the week and we just rolled out something that we're trying to get caught up on now called, you know, sloppy seconds and all kinds of stuff where if we didn't have enough time, um, you know, we're going to try to release some of that. So if you're looking for those kind of things, you can just simply go to everythingsexy.com, links to the network and, and, and everything that we have going on. Everything is at everythingsexy.com. Everythingsexy.com. And everything there is very sexy. I would know I've definitely checked it out. And you guys are sexy too. Thank you so much for coming uh, and, and joining me today. This is the best threesome I've had all day so far. All day. So hey, fun. you know what? And we haven't even had lunch yet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're in a different time zone, but yeah, it's a, the day is young. <laughs> better let us know because either we want to see or we want to try the topic. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, you guys. This was fucking awesome. And thank you all for listening too. It has been a pleasure having you on my show. Thank you. Tune Alexa. in on Thursdays, everyone, at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Sexy Lifestyle Network for my next show. Don't forget, you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at stc.com. Thank you for joining me, Lexi Silver, on STC Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. Bye. Hey, sexy people, if you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 